Hello everyone and welcome back to All Things Divine with yours truly, me, Erica. And I know, I know that it has been a hot minute since I have been on your airwaves. I guess that's the best thing to say. But I'm back and we are going to continue on with our Root Chakra series. And I have some great news. I decided to name the Root Chakra series home. And the reason why I'm naming it home is because the Root Chakra, it's your base, it's your support, and it's connected to so many things. It's connected to um, how you feel about your environment and um, how you even grew up. So it's connected to your childhood. So we are going to continue to get to the root of our root with our home series of the root chakra. And I have some amazing things that I want to um, discuss with everyone. And I truly want to be a vessel and I truly want this to do a lot of healing and revelations for anyone listening. So without further ado, we will go ahead and we will get started right after this break. Home, a collection by Divine Sly, coming June 23rd, 2023. Okay, so the root chakra is located at the base of the spine. And the root chakra, again, it's your base, it's the support, it's your home. And you will hear some people in Eastern medicine say that the root chakra is the seventh chakra, meaning that it's the last chakra. Um, and then you'll hear others in Eastern medicine like myself say that the root chakra is the first chakra. It's not a right or wrong way, honestly. It just depends on the work that you're doing. And uh, sometimes I will, if I'm working with a client, I will start from the crown and work my way down to um, the root chakra. Sometimes I start from the root and I work my way up. In this series, in our home series with our root chakra, we are going to say that the root chakra is the first chakra because again it's your base it's your support it's connected to so many things as i mentioned before one of them meaning uh, being your childhood experiences and how that's shaped certain ways that you may react to certain situations and how you feel about life all of that is connected at the base so we're gonna just start with the root because everything starts at home. And when I say that, I mean home, your physical place where you lay your head, and also your home is also your mind, your body, and your spirit. And so we are gonna start at home base, and that is your root. And so we're gonna do some amazing work. I am so excited. And just in case you're tuning in or you forgot, your root chakra 
is the color red. It's a radiant, beautiful color red. So um, if you eat red foods um, to try to move energy, especially if you notice that you may have a block in your root chakra, you can do yoga, eat red foods. Um, you can wear the color red, work with the color red a lot um, as ways to move that energy and move that blockage. So it's a beautiful, beautiful color red. And um, it's also, you know, it's that solid foundation. It's like the opening for all of the other six chakras, which is why I count uh, the chakras from the bottom up because that is home and it is connected to all of the other chakras so for example some things that we're going to talk about today you may have heard me say it in my solar plexus series um and i'm saying i'm reminding you of that because like i just said the root because it's the base and it connects all the other chakras something that could be blocked in the root could affect any other chakra. And so it takes a lot of internal work. It takes a lot of healing and, and just working through everything to get to that root. And sometimes getting to the root is located in the root chakra. Sometimes getting to the root of things is located in another chakra. But as long as you get to that true core reason, which I will share a story with you later, that's all that matters. As you know, there are many ways to tell if one of your chakras is imbalanced. One thing that I do want to point out um, that a lot of people don't know is that you can actually have all of your chakras imbalanced at one time. So there's not just one chakra that you would do work with. You could have all of them imbalanced. You could have two of them imbalanced at one time. So that's one thing that I definitely want to clear up is that if you have an imbalance in a chakra, you may not have just one imbalance and that's okay. That doesn't mean anything bad. I've definitely had all of my chakras um, imbalanced and blocked. Um, I've actually had um, my root chakra, since we are talking about it, my root chakra was actually blown and I had to do a lot of spiritual work uh, with one of my mentors that I love dearly, Jen. Uh, we did so much work and um, I'm great now. I am feeling balanced. <laughs> uh, but a way to tell if your root chakra is blocked and imbalanced um, is that, you know, it definitely can cause mental stress, which could be visible. So remember, I said that... Um, I, my solar plexus was so blocked that I had a physical illness. So it became physical. You could look at me and tell something is wrong with me. And honestly, if I'm being truthfully honest, as transparent as I can be, I would, I would 100% say that when my solar plexus was blocked, so was my sacral, so was my root because of the certain health conditions that I had at the time. 
if I would have known that at the time, could I have healed myself sooner? Sure. Um, I don't know if I was at the state to where I could fully comprehend that and the environment that I was in definitely did not allow for me to practice um, Eastern medicine. So everything's in divine timing and here we are practicing Eastern medicine together. So all is well. So we are going to discuss some of the symptoms that would let you know if there was a possible imbalance with your root chakra. Now we're not going to get into the actual organs in the body during this um, episode, but we definitely will the next episode. So right now, again, we are just discussing symptoms. So some symptoms that could let you know if there could be a possible blockage or imbalance um, in your root chakra would be if you have like feelings of depression or lethargy. Um, it could be that you have feelings of being disconnected or isolated. If you have panic attacks, anxiety, digestive disorders. Remember what I said about the solar plex in the solar plexus series about my pancreas and my gallbladder. Um, so that is why I'm saying I. I 100% feel that they were all, they all had an, um, the three chakras, my um, solar plexus, sacral, and my root. I feel that they had um, some blockage and that they were severely imbalanced. Um, health issues such as, you know, problems in the colon, your bladder, your lower back. Um, if you have any unexplained aches and pains in your body, reprodu reproductive issues, and insomnia. So again, these are just some of the symptoms that could mean that you possibly have a blocked and imbalanced root chakra. There are so many ways to do the work um, to remove the block, to um, remove or just like become balanced. And one of my favorite ways is saying positive affirmations. And I love working with chakras and saying the affirmations that are specific to that chakra, that are soothing to that chakra. And if you have time, I want you to repeat after me if you and what I mean by if you have time is if you're listening to this at work and there's people around you I definitely understand you not being able to say this out loud but you could say it to yourself quietly um, and then you can always listen to this later and say it out loud and write it down so that you could say it every morning so we are going to say some positive affirmations to help strengthen your root chakra. Are you ready? All right. I feel safe and secure. I have deep roots. I am grounded. I have found my peace. I trust more. I am fearless. I have self-love and I take care of my well-being. I am open to all possibilities. 
The earth provides a safe place for me. I have abundance in my life. I love my body and I trust its wisdom. I feel that everyone should have affirmations that they say every morning, but these are so important to me because this is something that I have personally struggled with, with dealing with mental health and of course with the story that I'll share later. But I hope that you are understanding why our Root Chakra series is called Home. Because in your home, in your home where you lay your head, your physical home, in your mind, in your body, and in your spirit, you want to feel safe and secure. You want to feel grounded and have peace. You want to be trusting and, and be fearless. You want to be open to all possibilities and have abundance. You want that self-love. And that's with anyone. That's not just with Eastern medicine. This is literally so important. And I don't want to get on a soapbox. I want to teach about <laughs> the Root Chakra series. But this is so true. If you don't mind me just stepping, I'm just going to step on the soapbox with just my pinky toe. <laughs> so I'm not fully stepping on because if I fully step on, then this will be a really long episode. But I feel that so many people miss the mark. And if we are talking root chakra, as I mentioned before, it is connected to your childhood. Everything starts at home. A child, if, if you're doing child work with healing, you want to feel safe and secure. And if you did not have that when you were growing up, it can affect you when you become an adult, how you view the world, how you trust people. Those things are connected to your root chakra. So having those positive affirmations definitely does help strengthen your root chakra. And of course, if you were ever to do any work with me and do my seven day flow, it is an aggressive way to move energy through your body and to provide healing, especially if you have any physical um, illnesses. It is an aggressive way that I use with some of my clients to really get to the root of things, move energy and heal and, ha and them, have them have revelations. And um, I love it. I love my seven day flow right now. I am not taking any new clients, but when I do, I will definitely announce it and we can seven day flow it. We can move some energy. So until I take more clients on, I want to teach you some more ways that you could help strengthen your root chakra if you feel that there's a blockage and imbalance with it. So again, um, you can say positive affirmations. I feel like you should. everyone should say that every day. And I feel that everyone should also give gratitude every day. That's a great way to move 
blockage and to help strengthen your root chakra. It's a great way to strengthen your mind, your body, your spirit. Gratitude is so important. And um, yes, I, I love positive affirmations. I've definitely repeated them so many times a day whenever I've needed them. But that gratitude, you know, it just hits deep. It's just so amazing. So practicing gratitude, waking up and being grateful for what you have, that's so important. Being grateful for your health. I would say, you know, the smallest things, thank you that I'm able to walk. Thank you, thank you, thank you that I have good health. Thank you, thank you, thank you that my son called me and told me that he made an A on his projects and I just show gratitude. So those are two ways, positive affirmations and gratitude. Again, uh, you can eat red foods, work with red the color. If you um, are already educated on Eastern medicine and how to do that. Another way is yoga. If you ever talk to one of my clients, if I have one of them, on one of our episodes one day in the future, they will let you know that I am huge on yoga. That's a big way to move energy and you can do yogic poses for specifically for your root chakra. Um, meditation is also something that I'm really big at as well as this is, I think this is the I feel I would have to ask a client, but one of the things that I will change is your eating. So I would have to see like, how are you eating? And then I might adjust your diet a little bit, depending on, you know, if you're eating junk food every day, um, then that's definitely going to be a drastic change. Or if you are, you know, pretty much healthy, then I might adjust it just a little bit. Definitely having clean foods in your body helps you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually clean foods. And I, you know, I really just really beat myself up that it took me this long to figure it out. <laughs> but eating clean is medicine to your soul, to your body. It's like the best medicine. So that is why in my seven-day program, um, in my seven-day flow program, I will adjust your eating because, again, as I stated before, I take an aggressive uh, route with moving energy because we have seven days to do so. So with that being said, those are some ways that you could help strengthen your root chakra and become more balanced. So what if you've done all that, you do it, you have your own practice going and how you do your positive affirmations, your gratitude, you do yoga, you work out, you're eating clean, but you still have this trigger that happens when you may be around someone, you may not feel safe and secure. You may feel like you're not abundant and you may be, you know, going back and forth on that line between, I feel like I'm okay, but to, I might be depressed. What if all those things happen 
and all those things are going on and it's not working you you what's going on I, I thought it was my root chakra and, and this is just not working well number one great job for for changing up your pattern and saying doing saying and doing all those things to strengthen your root chakra that that's I'm giving you snaps right now that's me snapping my fingers because that takes a lot of work to do it takes a lot of physical and mental strength to do that um but there's something deeper there's something going on deeper and this is what I love so much about my practice is that I don't just do surface things and I'm not saying that what we're talking about now is surface but if you really want to do the work and you're still getting triggered and you're still feeling you know like you're in survival mode and you may have some type of addiction or um, spending um, concern or financial concern and you feel that you are in survival mode even though you have the necessities of food water and shelter right those are your necessities but you are constantly feeling in survival mode then we will go deeper to your roots and we'll do the work and i want to share the story because i have a really just a dear friend of mine i just i love her so much i've known her since kindergarten um she is just phenomenal and she is currently working on having a spiritual practice i'm not sure when uh, she will have that and she'll make it known to everyone but man from what I've got to experience so far and the work that I've done with her, it's just been amazing. And I don't want to go too much in the detail um, because I just feel that that's for her and that's not for me to share like what her business will be and all of that. But um, I know that she's probably listening and you know I love you, girl the work that we've done together has just been phenomenal. So with that being said, everything that I have talked to you about thus far has personally been my concern. And, you know, I would have panic attacks and I was diagnosed with PTSD and one of the things um, from the PTSD, the symptom I, or maybe side effect, I think that that it's what she called it, is that I sometimes get memory loss. And I'll get memory loss if something is going on around me and, um, and it's just like kind of chaotic, then it triggers me back to a certain point to where a lot of things were chaotic. And so I'll just start having like memory loss with certain things so I'll forget something that I said to someone or something that I have to do like it's it's not to the extreme to where I don't know someone's name <laughs> but I will forget certain things because I'm being triggered so you know with my friend and the work that I've done with her 
I, you know, I started meditating every day and I was laying, you know, some things on the altar. And one of the things that I started laying on the altar was home. So you have to really know me to know this, but I get nervous at the the sense of home. And it's it's like the physical home, the home where you lay your head and and I would get nervous and and I got to a certain point to where I did not like buy any furniture and I wouldn't put anything on the walls and it was like I was always in this state to where okay, well let me just I'll have some things here, but it it won't fully feel like a home. Because in my mind, I'm I was like, well, I'm not going to keep it that long anyways. And not I, I didn't mean that like a, oh, I'm not going to keep it because um I can't afford it. It was more like, well, I'll probably have to leave for some reason. So, when I ha- I'm I'm even getting a little bit anxiety now just talking about it, but I promise you I've done the work. Um, so when I think of like moving in with someone, like that's very difficult. And again, you would have to know me to really know this. So it's like, yes, I can move in with you, but I need like another place to go just in case this whole fairy tale that I'm being, you know, or that I feel like I'm in in case it doesn't work out, then I can just go back over here. Like I I don't want to be in a situation where I have nowhere to go. So that, um, so when I would think of home, it was like, well, I don't fully know where my home is. Even though I have a home, (laughs) I was, it just makes me nervous. Um, So doing, doing the work, constantly in prayer. I think that I meditated. I I actually meditate every day, but this particular meditation was every day for about 42 days and it was twice a day. So I would meditate for about, I think it was 15 minutes in the morning, but then at night I meditated. um, Well, it would be (laughs) before I went to sleep, but I would stay like I would go to sleep, but I was still in the meditative state. That's another that's another episode that we can talk about of, of how I can make myself do that. But so I was actually meditating for probably about eight hours a day. And I was I really wanted to get to the root of why these certain things make me nervous. And I can say that there's there's been things that's happened to me that you know if I were to tell you and and I will share a couple of things then you would say okay well that's why that's why you are nervous about home and like having like you know that commitment that's why you get nervous of course it makes sense but that's not that was not the case so there's been some there's been certain instances that's happened to me where um you know, I've, I've had to leave a home multiple times, like my my childhood home, and then um, and I'll get to that. But um, 
my first home that I had whenever I was in college, that was a disaster. I think I was there for like eight or nine months. Um, then my first home that I tried to make that was on my own, like just living with someone that all of those instances was a complete disaster, like all the way until the very end. Um, all of those things, they just didn't work out. And I found myself like being in a situation to where I had to hurry up and like pack and I, and I left stuff behind. And so I, because I felt that way and I, and you know, I had to leave behind things that were sentimental to me. And I don't, I couldn't tell you fully like what happened or why I didn't take that sentimental thing. But I do know that there was a couple of instances where I was moving by myself and I could have been, and I was moving one time from a third floor apartment, well actually twice from third floor, and then once from second floor. My son was like three years old. I, I just couldn't pack a couch and like leave him in the house. Like I, I, I couldn't do it. And so I would have to like leave the couch behind. Like something was always left behind. And um, when I had another home, I, um, I took everything out of it because I was moving and I put it in storage and I held on to that storage for like three years. And when I went to go clean it out, I was, I, I literally was like, why the hell did I hang on to all of this stuff? This is ridiculous. All the money that I just spent. I actually have one more storage that I'm going to um, clean out at the end of this year and I will be sending that stuff to where I live. So it's just, I started hanging on to stuff because I was used to losing so much stuff because I didn't get the help to like move or, and then like the situation that, that I had to move, the reason and situation of why I had to move was always like really ratchet. And so, it got to the point to where now I, I'm i like, oh, okay, well, this is my home. Beautiful home, like amazing, right? And um, I won't like, I didn't put up like any like pictures or anything. And then again, like just moving with someone, it's like, okay, well, let me make sure that this other place has a second room just in case something happens, right? And just like fight, like my son, I'm going to downsize him. Like this is a big deal. I'm going to downsize him in apartments um, to where he has a one bedroom because I'm trying to change that narrative in my head to where I'm not like, okay, well, I can just, you know, I can just go stay with my son. Like, it's it's good. It's fine. Because I don't want to keep feeling that way. So, I, <laughs> again, I was in a meditative state for like eight hours a day, right? And uh, one morning, I woke up and I had anxiety. Like, I just, I randomly thought about you know, getting, I'm, I want to do this coffee bar 
in my kitchen and I like, you know, it's all in my head. Like I'm like, okay, I know how I'm gonna decorate this. And I wanted to get a better picture frame for this uh, Native American map that I have. And I started getting anxiety and I was like, what's happening? Like what's going on? So I said, I'm going to just go into meditation. So I went into meditation. I was asking God to like, show me what it is. What, what makes me freak out at like home and just having that base, that foundation. And, um, what I was shown was me in second grade. You guys, I literally might cry during this episode. So bear with me. Um, I was in second grade and I had the dolls. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but Kid Sister and My Buddy. So I had Kid Sister and I wanted my buddy so bad and my grandma uh, found him for me and I loved him so much. Like, I don't know if you remember my buddy, wherever I go, he goes. <laughs> um, but... I loved him. I loved him so much. And I was doing homework. I took my homework and I went into my brother's room and I sat on a bed. And I remember I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to let my buddy like lay on the bed with me. I'm just going to put him right here to where he can see me. I was in second grade. Um, The house caught on fire. And... um gosh, it was, it was awful. And I just, I remembered like the vision that I saw in meditation was at one point the fire was like growing and, um, yes, um, it could have been put out, but like when you're, when you're a parent and then you're trying to like count your kids to make sure and then that everyone's okay and that they're on the side where y'all can run out. Well, my brother was not my older brother he was on the other side so when he was younger if we're psychologically speaking now we're switching over to eastern medicine really quick he had the um i don't know if you've heard of it but it's uh fight flight or freeze so my brother would freeze and so he was on the other side of the fire and i remember thinking oh my gosh like i'm, I'm about to see my brother burn up in front of me like what do we do because he was like screaming he was on the other side of it and he had to run around it to get to us and so he did and my mom she was like we've got to get out of here we got to get out of here and I remember I was running and then I stopped and I was like my buddy I've got to get him my buddy and she was like no you have to leave and we have to get out of here this house is about to like you know it's 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 over basically like we have to get out of here the fire was just getting just bigger and bigger and I was like no please and I just remember I just looked at him because he was right there where I put him and I thought I can save my buddy I can save him like I'll be really quick like you know our my family we're quick we are quick and I knew I could just get him and she was like no get out of here now like you know she's a mom she's worried about her kids and I left him, right? I was so happy that we were out. But my brother, once he got out of the freeze state, he was like fright. So he was 
I just remember hearing him screaming and we thought he was inside the house because he was so loud, but he was actually on the other side of the, like he was on the other block. That's how loud he was screaming. And I remember thinking he was inside and I was like, well, I'm going to go inside and get my brother. Like by that time you could just see black smoke. And I was like, and I got to get my buddy. Like I got to get him. Like I love him. And my mom was like, no, no. And so, um, we lost everything. We lost everything. All we had was my mom's car and like the clothes on our back. And I remember going like when the fire, when the firemen came and they put the fire out. Um, I remember going there and cause I wanted to tell like, you know, what happened or whatever and what I remembered. But I also was going in there to see if my buddy was there. And he was not, um, and I was devastated because I just loved him so much. So I think for like the next two to three days, I was happy, but I was crying about my buddy because the little Erica inside me was like devastated, right? Like I'm about to cry right now. Guys, I'm 41 and I'm crying over my buddy. And I don't even know what I would do if I saw my buddy doll. I would probably just, <laughs> I would be crying like how they do on like, oh, what was it? On Martin, whenever he was in church or his mom was in church or whatever. And he was so dramatic and doing flipping or like Will Smith, whenever he was in church and he, they were like singing this little light of mine. And he was like, woo! And then <laughs> he just like passed out. That would be me if I saw my buddy right now. So once I got to the root, because that's actually the root. It's not all of the other ratchet stuff that happened. Because trust me, if I went into detail, we would have to make this like two or three episodes. And you would be like, what? <laughs> that's insane. But it was my buddy that that was the root of why I feel like I'm not safe and I'm not secure, why I don't feel grounded, why I don't want to put up picture frames because every time that I had to leave a house, I do remember, especially when if I had to leave something behind, the person um, that I was with at the time, or it could have been a family member that I probably could have asked to help me move, but I don't know why I didn't. Um, sometimes they couldn't help me. And then sometimes I think I remember my brother and my mom helped me one time. Um, but every time that I had to leave something behind, that was sentimental to me. And, and it's really crazy how your brain would program you to leave the sentimental thing. And that's what I would do each time because I was reenacting my buddy. And I remember after I moved and I got into the, the next place. I had an extreme hatred for that person that I was with who, you know, was the primary reason why I did have to leave so many places. And so that hatred just grew. <laughs> um, but I didn't know where it came from. Like, I would just remember I would be so depressed. Like, why did I have to leave that behind? Like, why couldn't you come and help me like move? And like, how the hell was I supposed to carry like a freaking sofa? down three flights of stairs or two flights of stairs with a three-year-old. 
and um you know I I tried to like get everything that I could out of those apartments and I just couldn't and so I would leave it behind and and that triggered that trauma in me that I didn't even know was trauma so again that is the work that I did with my friend that's also the work that I do with my clients <clears throat> of course I know about I know about the chakras, I know about auras, but it's so much more deep than than that. You know, like there's only so much that I can say on an episode, but the work speaks for itself. And this particular work I, I'll take a little credit for, but I definitely will give all credit to my friend that I love so deeply. I just love you so much. And I love the work that you are going to put out into the world. And I just can't wait to just be the sidecar and just be rooting you on and celebrating with you because you're just truly amazing. Um, and thank you for helping me get to the root of my root with my buddy. <laughs> so my buddy helped me get to the root of my root with my buddy. So, um, yes, that's the story that I wanted to share with everyone about my root chakra. And I can say that I am super pumped to, uh, put my son in a smaller apartment to, uh, fully be, you know, on my life path and, and what I have personally going on to, to fully be walking into that. I have started to go to Target and take pictures of just like paintings and things that I want to like start to decorate with. Um, I mean, most of the stuff I do, like kitchen stuff, like I already have all of that, but like, I'm just like, oh, well, I want to make that coffee bar and that's going to be my thing. And so I've started to take pictures of like little things that I can make and do like a little coffee bar in the kitchen and just to make it my own and to make me, it's it's my home, you know? And for me to be okay with saying that it's my home, like I'm not gonna have to leave, that's not my story. And I feel that um, I did a lot of healing with little Erica, second grade Erica who lost my buddy. And I did a lot of healing with me. And and just me sharing that story with certain family members, that, that has opened up a lot of things and, and they've been able to heal with certain things as well. So it's so important to always check the temperature with what you have going on, how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally. What is the intentions at your physical home because everything starts at home your root is your home your mind your body that's your home your spirituality that's your home your emotional state your physical home is it is it cluttered is it in chaos is it a lot of anger there like you have complete control to control your environment if you are younger and you have certain things that obviously you're not able to control your home um, because you're not the adult, 
you can do other things to control your home. You can start to clean your room. You can you can say positive affirmations. You can say gratitude. And I guarantee you, you're going to start shifting some energy around. You can go into meditation and, you know, we can, I know that in the future, I will have some meditations, especially with this home series of the root chakra. There will be some meditations that I'm adding on the website to where we can get to the root if, if, your root chakra you feel is affected and you feel that you're in survival mode and um, that you don't feel safe and secure, that you don't feel peaceful, that you get triggered by certain things. It might be some mental health things going on. Um, we can do the work together. And I look forward to that because I want you to feel as free as I do right now. As free as I do right now, I want you to feel that way and just fly. So that is the end of our episode. It's been great talking to everyone. I look forward to talking to you next week. We are going to continue this home series for a while because I have an exciting surprise coming up in June that is centered around your home and I cannot wait to share it with everyone. So again, Thank you again for listening to All Things Divine with yours truly, Erica Sloan Dontello, and I will see you soon.